Hello and welcome to Down Syndrome Radio. Uh, this is episode 12, our episode for the uh, National Down Syndrome Awareness Month. It is September 30th. I'm Mark Owens, here with my good friend and co-host, Jason Kosky. How you doing, Jason? I am fabulous. A little uh, slow, coming off the vacation, lull, but uh, doing great. Trying to get back in the groove. It's October tomorrow, buddy. Can you believe it? No, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I went to Costco today to stock up after being on vacation, and there was Christmas stuff there, and I just was, like, <laughs> flabbergasted. Yeah, that's creepy. That's totally yeah. creepy. I saw all of your uh, um, um, your Facebook pictures. You guys were very outdoorsy. Yeah, well, we had a – we stayed in a – well, we went to a, a wedding in Roanoke uh, um, la- last weekend. Um and then we had a house on Smith Mountain Lake for the last week with my brother and my mom and dad. So it was very awesome. A lot of kayaking and paddleboarding and swimming and all kinds of stuff. I actually played golf with my dad and my brother for the first time in probably three years. You know, whenever the last time we all got together was. <laughs> it, was it was not too bad. I, I, I was relatively happy with my performance for the lack of uh times i go out but uh yeah it was a great time my favorite picture was kayaking with grandma oh yeah <laughs> actually that was my favorite caption um so uh over here in virginia that we're getting ready for fall again we did uh, um the big corn maze today it's a the little farm in our area uh, nice. Alex and I went on a, my older son and I, Alex went on a, a Boy Scout camp out this weekend and they were learning about field medicine and, uh, they had a mash unit set up. <laughs> they had like all these old Jeeps and they had the, you know, the tents with the big, uh, red, uh, cross on them and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good time. All right. Oh, before we go on and introduce our guest and go into our big episode for, uh, National Down Syndrome Awareness Month. I want to send a shout out to uh, Rick and his wife and their new baby boy. Congratulations! Yes, congratulations. Yeah, we have a uh, um, uh, we have a story of the week from him. Even though he had got a brand new baby at home, he had time to go ahead and send that into us, which is pretty amazing. All right, so we're ready to go into our big uh, in between changing diapers and stuff. Yeah, really, but he still had time. It's pretty amazing. Um, you ready to introduce our guest? Sure. All right. We are very pleased to have with us uh, this, uh, particularly for this month. We even timed this one so that it would it would work out perfect. Uh, we have Chip Gerhard, the chairman of the National Down Syndrome Society, here with us today to tell us about National Down Syndrome Awareness, Awareness Month and particularly about Buddy Walk as well. Welcome, Chip. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, you're most welcome. We had a great time getting set up, too, didn't we? <laughs> well... I, you I, have it. You have uh, technologically sound in, in me. So I'm sorry. Now you're that. all set up. We can we can Skype with you anytime now. Right. Um. So we we lost a little bit of the good chit chat because we were doing that while we were getting set up. But tell us about yourself and your family, Chip. Make sure we have us us, us grounded. We understand you. Get to know you. Well, I am from Cincinnati, Ohio, and. Um, I uh, I have a daughter Anne who's 15, uh, freshman in high school, which is a uh, 
bizarre life experience as a father. Um, Anna has Down syndrome. She has an older brother, Charlie, who's a freshman in college at Loyola in Chicago, and a younger brother, Hank, who's in eighth grade. And um, we are a very busy family here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Excellent. Well, uh, okay, so you said Ann was um, a freshman in high school. That makes her how old? She's 15. 15. Oof, 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just just wait, guys. It's uh, <laughs> uh, you can't just trade them in when they turn ten or so. Uh, yeah, it's it's no, it's a, it, it's an interesting change in life, and um, I mean she's a happy, healthy, um, productive young lady. But um, a freshman in high school is an awakening that uh, for any father is. <laughs> well, you know, my girl is only nine, and I'm sensing the drama to come. You know, just in yes. the who likes who, who talks to who, and all that kind of stuff, which um, as a man I'm less prepared for, I think. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's great fun. You know, it keeps you, uh, it keeps you humble and focused and grounded and, uh, and scratching your head all at the same time. Yeah, my, my daughter is only four, and sometime in the past two two weeks or so, she has discovered, like, bubblegum, pop, boy band music and i'm not exactly sure where she got it from but oh, it some other girl or it's crazy or and yeah i thought we had at least a few years until that happened oh sorry man that's not cool <laughs> no. no once once they're once they're away at school for eight hours a day you lose you lose a lot of that parental influence very quick <laughs> yeah yeah okay so um let's see so she was must have been born somewhere in the late 1990s what was yes. different? What was different then than now? Well, we, the, I mean, in the uh, world of Down syndrome, she was born in 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 1997, and we were unaware of the fact that she had Down syndrome, and um, you know, it was a it was an uncomplicated birth. Uh, we discovered obviously shortly after she was born that she had Down syndrome, and you know, really, I think the. Um, the, the differences between then and now, at least I hope, is the, the sensitivity to uh, the fact that you've just had a child born with Down syndrome. And, and um, you know, some of, the, some of the issues that were raised um, even then, and she was only 15 years ago, uh, in retrospect, seemed to be um, a bit closed-minded. Um, uh, you know, short-sighted, even by healthcare officials, and you know that's the, those are some of the big issues, uh, especially within the National Down Syndrome Society, attempting to um, really educate the healthcare professionals on the information that should be provided at the birth, or now that prenatal testing is becoming more and more prevalent. Um, with expectant parents, what the uh, what the actual expectations could and should be um, with parents in discussing those expectations with parents um, with respect to their you know the pending birth of their child with Down syndrome, and uh, you know I think that the um, it, it really is it's issue for for the cause right now and ensuring that. Relevant 
and topical and uh, appropriate information is provided to parents um, when they discover the fact that they're having a child with Down syndrome. Yeah, we hope to kind of be part of those resources ourselves, to be honest. Well, I, you know, it's it's important. I mean, it's important that that, uh, that these people have in our society and that uh, it's important that they're around and that they, that they will provide value to their immediate families, but they will be productive citizens. And, and you know, you really... I'm, I'm, I'm more and more encouraged every day I'm, I'm out in the workplace, out in the community, and I see more and more working productively in, in a multitude of work settings. And, um, and, and they're their co-workers and and they get value out of the fact that they're working with somebody with down syndrome i mean it's just it's not you know that the, their their message message isn't just isn't it great for that person it's great for the community and for the co-workers that they're working with somebody like that well i, I definitely feel and i always ask this when we have guests on that have older children you know that uh uh, even in the few years I've been involved, the, the whole arena has changed quite a bit. And that I think that a lot of that change, you know, has come about through the good work that you do, the NDSS does. All these different organizations have definitely made things better over the last, you know, decade or two, um, probably going even further back, surely. Well, again, I appreciate your, your comments. I mean, a lot of the work that, that NDSS and, and other down syndrome organizations do is to communicate that uh, one this is an important issue uh, two it's one that needs to be taken seriously and three that um, not just people with down syndrome but people with with all sorts of issues um, can be and are productive citizens and it's something that we take very seriously at at the National Down Syndrome Society, dispelling, you know, dispelling these these myths, um, the truths about people with Down syndrome, and um, and doing it on a daily basis. And I just think that every every time you take a step in that direction, you are, you know, not just for for us as parents or siblings, but or for people with Down syndrome, but for society in general. And um, I, something that we can't ever stop. And, you know, I think as parents, we obviously have a vested interest in this. We fight the fight every day, as you guys both know. I mean, you're, you're four years and 20 months into Adventure and it and it really is a great adventure. It is something that you certainly don't ever plan for. All of a sudden, you've been chosen to participate in, and it is as enriching um, an experience as, as you can ever experience. In in my opinion, it's just the people you meet, the things you do, the just the fact that you two are doing this radio show right now is unbelievable. 
Yeah, you're you know, our, you're, you're you're preaching to the choir because you know our our theme is you ain't seen nothing yet, you know, from our kids. Uh, right. So so tell us a little bit more about how you you kind of um, you know, you went from from ha- having your daughter to to be in the um, you know chairman of the National Down Syndrome Society. There must have been a lot of steps in between. Well, again, so Anne was born on August nineteenth, um, nineteen ninety-seven, and and <laughs> the irony. I, Literally, she was born at exactly high noon. Um, the second hand swept to 12 o'clock and she was born. And I, I didn't know it then, but it was my the high noon of my life. I was about to embark on an unbelievable adventure at that point. And, and as, as many parents are who, who don't know in advance, and maybe those even who do, you you reconcile the fact that that you know life is now going to be different not only for her but for you and and at that point her older brother and stock and you you work through all the issues and 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 our focus first was to to really make sure one that she was okay physically and that we knew what to do about her and how to how to deal with it and it wasn't too long after she was born her younger brother was born about 14 months after she was born so i mean immediately we had i mean we had two two babies um that we were raising so the first the first many years of Anne's life we were essentially raising almost like it was two newborns so it's, and not, it's what they call it was twins. almost like they were twins so um, after we got Anne and, and her younger brother, Hank, you know, a little older and, and we figured out that we could deal with all of this. Um, I was asked to join the, uh, Down Syndrome Association of Greater Cincinnati, which is our local affiliate here. And, um, uh, I got involved in, um, among other things, our buddy walk here, but just the, the Down Center movement locally. And, our executive director at the time was a woman by the name of Jane Page Steiner, who ended up going to work for NDSS, and she uh, put my name into nomination ultimately to NDSS as a board member, and uh, I was really chosen uh, as a board member. So I really came out of the affiliate organization, the local Down Syndrome group. And uh, and joined the board of NDSS. Gosh, now about five or six years ago, and um, have enjoyed it thoroughly. So it was really it was through a connection here in Cincinnati that introduced me to NDSS. And and what I really liked about what they were doing, and the message they were sending out to the affiliates was that they were going to focus uh, intensely on public policy. And as you guys know now, as as dads, um, public policy interferes with, interacts with, that's whatever it is, uh, you know, much of what we try to accomplish for our kids, whether it's transportation, education, social settings, whatever it might be, public policy is 
really um, part and parcel to a lot of those issues. And I have a, a special interest in that. In my, my business that I do every day, I have a government relations firm. I am a registered lobbyist here in Ohio, and I do federal lobbying occasionally. And, and so on a daily basis, I'm involved in public policy. And I was intrigued by what NDSS was doing with their public policy center. Madeline Will is really the, 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 one of the, the leaders, if not the leader in the Down Center movement on public policy issues. And, and I got to know Madeline when I was on the local affiliate. And um, the, the partnership that affiliates, that NDSS was establishing with affiliates um, with respect to promoting and funding the and public policy efforts was something I was very interested in. And, you know, we're, we're talking, or we will, I mean, a, a, a significant part of the funds that NDSS receives from the Buddy Walks goes to fund the, uh, the National Down Center Society Public Policy Center in Washington and is um, is helping to promote that we've got going in NDSS. And so it was it was a, a number of events that led me to NDSS. I think that their commitment to uh, public policy and advocacy and, for and people the fact with that, that fit with your skills. Yeah, it it you know if <laughs> I don't know if. You know, at, at, at times you have to step back and, and, and maybe recognize that you were chosen for a reason. And I just so happened to um, be involved in public policy on a daily basis. And uh, I then had a daughter born with Down syndrome and looked around and saw that um, the disability community was getting just really short shafted on, in many sectors and I was in a position to be able to do something about it. And so it, it is a um, of personal and professional uh, interest that, that I find myself in. And I, I couldn't, I, I really couldn't pick a better place to be right now than, than doing what I'm doing. Um, we've got people not just at NDSS, but certainly at NDSS, but the, the Down syndrome community in this that are pushing for um, major public policy changes and, and you know, a, a major piece of legislation that we have pending right now, the Achieving Better Life Experience Act, ABLE Act, is, has been introduced in Congress. We have members of the House uh, signed on as co-sponsors and 36 members of the Senate signed sponsors. And we hope to uh, have the ABLE Act um, uh, folded into a, the tax bill that will be uh, dealt with after the election. Uh, regardless of the outcome of the election, we expect there to be a tax bill uh, uh, dealt with by Congress. Gets amended into to whichever tax bill gets going. And and if that if that occurs, it will be a major major victory for people with disabilities, not just people 
but across the disability spectrum and allow people finally to save money in their own name and, uh, and, and not be discriminated against because they happen to have a disability and, and may require the, the benefits of, of Medicaid or Social Security sometimes in their lives. So yeah, it's, I, it's I, really, I went to really the, uh, um, to, to the uh, advocacy, the, the, the rights advocacy section for the uh, National Down Syndrome uh, Convention that I went to in August, I guess. Right. I listened to them speak on that. And, and that's one of those things that, uh, you know, as dads, we really need to focus on. It's easy to kind of lay back and kind of let everybody else do it. And, and you know, we're awful glad that, 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 that you're, you know, staying on top of it and pushing it. And I think it was Joe Miras from the National Dads Program. We had him on maybe right. five episodes ago. He's very blunt about it. He's like, you know, there's a lot of things that the, generally fall into the, 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 the mom's role traditionally. There's some things that fall into the dad's role. He totally feels that, you know, dads and advocacy fit very well. I don't know if it's a old school traditional kind of thing, but that, you know, we enjoy, you know, Jason and I with our kids enjoy certain things that come from the work that the people of the past did to, you know, like all of the things with our kids being able to go to school and, uh, um, you know, fair and equal education and all that kind of stuff. And that this is the next stage and we need to sign up and uh, be a part of it. So we si- I signed up for those action updates or whatever where, you know, I get a little email and, I'm, and I call my congressman when it's about to go to a certain certain um, certain point certain right. or whatever. Well, Joe Mears, Joe Mears is great. He, he really is. is. <laughs> and, and what he's been able to accomplish with the dad's program and plan. And, and I think you're right. I mean, I think dads have, um, um, we have a, an absolute responsibility to be engaged in these things on this able act. I mean, literally we have an opportunity to completely change um, not only for our children, but for m- literally millions of people in this country that, that right now can't save uh, really any money in their own names. And it's, 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 a, fairness, it's a fairness issue. And, and one, in, in my opinion, I've got two, I've, as I said, I have two sons. They both have 20, 529 accounts. I can't have one for my daughter, Anne. I mean, it, it's, it's outrageous that, that for whatever reason, the laws of this country have have handcuffed us as parents and and will handcuff our children because as as you guys will find out if you don't already the the life expectancy of our children um, far exceeds what it was 20 years ago likelihood that they outlive us is significant now and they need to be prepared to fund their lives as adults without their parents. That never had to take place until our generation. And the public policy needs to catch up with that. And so we're on the cusp of this thing. And if whomever listens to this, please, please call your member, ask them to sign up to be a co-sponsor of ABLE, to get it folded into bill and get it passed. I mean, it, it is something that there's no reason. It's a bipartisan bill. It's not a Republican or a Democrat bill. It's not a liberal or conservative. It's one that all, you know, whether, regardless of your political affiliation, regardless of your, you know, where you are in the ideological spectrum, you can support and feel good about it. And it's, and it's a squeaky wheel kind of thing. So we have to be squeaky wheels. 
Right. And, and yeah. we are. Sarah Weir, who is our vice president of advocacy, is doing a phenomenal job working with Madeline Will. But Sarah is really uh, working hard on this. And, and the ambassadors program that we've started, you know, we have ambassadors in every state now. And ultimately, we hope to have an ambassador in every single congressional district in the country so that when we have a person in Ohio 1 or Kentucky 7 that can call their member and understands how to do that and how to, how to activate uh, their friends and family. So it's, we're really pushing um, upgrading our public policy. I mean, it's been good for years, but we're aggressively upgrading it. And we'll be among the best nonprofit advocacy organizations in the country if we aren't already. I mean, Hey Chip, can I can I can I redirect you at all? <laughs> I, and I don't I don't really want to just because this this issue is so huge to you know uh, Jason and I's future and the future of all of these kids and the current ones as well. Um, but I guess I was hoping to talk about National Down Syndrome Awareness Month and uh, um, and the Buddy Walk. And I know you know we don't have so much time, but I also want to let you know we have an upcoming episode where we're going to talk completely about advocacy as kind of the sole topic of our of our show. Can you ask that again? I, I don't know if you were asking me a question. I, oh, did, I guess all, all, up. all I was doing was trying to kind of redirect the conversation back to the uh, uh, National Down Syndrome Awareness Month <laughs> because because we're, we're going to have another episode on this topic. I, I don't want to cut it off because it's so important, but at the okay. same time, it's not it's not where we were trying to go. All right. Um, but so, yeah, so if you're listening, you know, go ahead and support this. Absolutely. Able Act, awesome. You know, we need it. Uh, easy to support. But uh, what, what, right. can can you move on to the um, um, stuff you have planned for the, maybe the history of the Buddy Walk or the uh, um, uh, other events for National Down Syndrome Awareness Month? Well, the the, the Buddy Walk is uh, at, at this point. Gosh, the Buddy Walk is fifteen a, years old, maybe. It, it said something and, like nineteen fifty-five. I have it on your thing. The first Buddy oh, Walk. Nineteen ninety-five. Sorry, I got I had a little dyslexic there. Nineteen ninety-five. 1995. Okay, so um, there are now about 250 buddy walks in the country, and um, over 11 million dollars will be raised at the walk. Um, almost 300,000 people will participate. Um, I'm happy to say that the the buddy walk here in Cincinnati is is. Um, uh, traditionally, the, the the number one or two buddy walk, over 11,000 people, 330, $350,000 will be raised. And um, it's it, they're great events. I mean, they're great for uh, individuals with Down syndrome. They are great uh, for uh, the families of people with Down syndrome. Um, but most importantly, they're great in sending a, a positive message about, um, you know, individuals with Down syndrome and their families, and that right. So it's it's, it's kind of got three parts to it. You know, one is it ra- it raises money, 
You know, right. Two is it's good for, for me and my family to go and be with, you know, other families and, and make connections and have the kids all hang out together and, and celebrate our children. And then it's good for, you know, all of the outsiders to come and, and, and learn more about it and be less scared about it and, and just and just understand our, 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 our children and, and accept them. Uh, right. it's always, and it's always a lot of fun. It's a blast. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. I mean, one of the things I like to do is I like to invite um, local elected officials to come yeah. because, you know, one, since they are in a public policy making role, uh, I think it's important for them to see the celebration really that's going on. I mean, it's not a dirge. It's not a, you know, a woe is me kind of walk. It's a celebration. Yeah, it's a huge part. And, 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 it, and a ha- you know, it's a happy... And, um, you know, the fact that they'll be making decisions about funding or, you know, extending programs or eliminating programs that, that they see how many people are involved with this. And, and, you know, for my money, most of the people involved in these are probably voters, too. So it's a, it's a right, fairly so it's important for the for the uh, legislators to see how many people are there and how many constituents are excited about it. Right. That, that as, as you guys know, I think that, that um, you know, once you are uh, a member of this club, you have a, a hypersensitivity towards people that uh, are for you or and seriously. And if you sense people are in some way um, negative towards or working against the cause, um you know, it's, it's you, you deal with it aggressively. And so um, on a public policy standpoint, I think a lot of us recognize that, um, you know, if these people aren't supportive and they need my vote, <laughs> they're not likely to get it. There you go. That's, that's how politics works. So, right. um, uh, so, how, have you been doing the buddy walking since then? Since the, the, how many years have you been doing it? Uh, this was our. I, I we just had our tenth, and or excuse me, our eleventh in Cincinnati, and this was our eleventh one. Wow! First time we went, it was uh, my wife, uh, my three children, and my mom and me. <laughs> what was the so, name of your team? I love. I love. I love naming the team. Annie's army was, uh, Annie's you army. know, we, we were just sort of six people that, yeah, let's go down and do this. And we, we really saw the, the excitement and it was, uh, it was a lot bigger than after that, we started really pushing Annie's army and we all wore uh, lime green bandanas and we had a big banner. And I think that the, at our highest, we had 120 people or so in Annie's army, and raised, you know, a bunch of money for the for the DSAGC and NDSS, and we've had fun ever since. And my my siblings have. I'm one of ten kids, and wow, um, I think half my siblings have worked at the Buddy Walk at one point or another. So as as you guys have figured out, as others get dragged into it, even. <laughs> Even if they don't ask, you know, they get dragged into it. And so, Jason, did uh, did Dex have a team name? Downright awesome. 
Oh, he was. That's, I mean, that's where it all came he from. He was Dex's downright awesome team or something like that. It was just team downright awesome. Team that's downright that's awesome. where this is where it all began last year for us. Wow, I can kind of feel. Buddy Walk. I can kind of feel a part of that. That's cool. Yeah, it was. It was, and so yeah, last year was our first experience with the Buddy Walk, and Dexter was only, I don't know, eight months old at the time, and um, you know we decided to give it everything we got we made signs and t-shirts and um uh, out of the blue emailed uh just a local san diego brass band um didn't know any of the guys in it had no contact with them no 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 nothing really basically cold email and and um the guy responded very positively and was was really enthusiastic and they showed up and they were phenomenal and we just really um, shook it up a little bit. All the people that, that, that we met there were loving the new energy that came in. And um, it was just great. It was just a, a great experience um, for, for a new um, parent, particularly, to just see all the people and the community and... and um, just kind of experience the the joy and the happiness after you know a lot of hard times learning and dealing with the uh, emotions and things like that. Uh, you probably it met was, some uh, other families too. Yeah, yeah, I met a lot of kids, met a lot of families, um, hung out with tons of you know friends. We had last year we probably had eighty plus people on our team who walked with us. Wow. So we had a we made a we made a huge impact last year, and we're hoping to keep it going. Well, I found that uh, our amount that we've been able to raise each year has kind of gone down. I think like as you as you first start, you know, and you and you all your family members and whatnot, and it gets it gets a little harder year after year. I wonder if it's always the newest families that raise the most money. What do you think, uh, Chip? Is that the way? Well, yeah, and and I think there is. Uh, there's donor fatigue and we we we'll we'll push it hard one year and then uh, lay off the next year and make it more family centric the next year and then we'll come back and hit up our extended family and friends and uh, it's tough because every well I mean one just they're getting tapped in a, in a number of different directions but it it is hard to maintain that high level. It is. And, uh, it is. You really have to work it. And and you have other kids too. So you know, I have a, a, a scout. So we have uh, you know popcorn sales, and then a, 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 my my daughter is selling Girl Scout cookies, and it really goes on all year long. <laughs> so it, it it is hard, but we do we we do try. Um, so Chip, tell tell us where all the money goes. Well, the the uh, what NDSS does, the bulk of the money raised at Buddy Walks uh, typically stays at the uh, local affiliate level. So, says uh, that the Buddy Walk is a is a um, I guess a copyrighted name, and there is uh, NDSS has a license agreement with with local Down syndrome organizations. Um, to to provide them um, the Buddy Walk name and the likeness on the T-shirts, 
and also to assist them if they need it in getting their buddy walk up, um, up and running or advancing it. And for that, um, a percentage, a small percent of, of the proceeds would be remitted to NDSS. So right, but, um, but, but some the bulk organizations of it... send more, some send less, but the is, is about 7%. And that money, the bulk of the money that from the buddy walks that come in that comes into NDSS goes to support financially support the policy center in Washington DC. And so we learn and, and I was on an affiliate board when when this all started. I mean one of the big one of the big things that, that those of us out in the around the country wanted was you know, we don't mind helping to fund the operations of NDSS, but we'd like to see some tang something tangible for our contribution. And really, the the um, that which was most interesting to people and of most interest to the organizations was the policy center, because of the work that had gone on under the uh, the legal and will. And um, so that's where the money goes. And we've brought in uh, Sarah Weir, who is um, a great professional, worked on the Hill. And she is really the, um, um, she is driving our policy center right. And, and a policy center is something that really should job. be, you know, it, it, we, you know, all of the different affiliates shouldn't have their own policy center. It should all be funneled into one, you know, right. and uh, so that it could work, you know, more directly in Washington. So that 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 seems perfect. So when people give their money to Buddy Walk, you know what does he say? Like ninety three percent of it stays with their local affiliate, which means it must plan meetings and I don't know uh, other grants that they do with the local affiliate, and that the rest basically every part of the dollar is used for something. Yeah, it's used to 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 better the cause. Cause and then and you know I think that a lot of the the the, the local organizations. You know, for, for, for most parents, um, the, the first issue is, well, there's an issue, obviously, to make sure that your son and daughter is healthy. And that's largely a, um, a personal one. I mean, it's you and your physicians. Some of the local Down syndrome organizations have an active role in working with the healthcare community um, to make sure that the 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 healthcare professionals are, you know, understand the issues surrounding Down syndrome, are sensitive to, uh, you know, the, the, the parents and the siblings. Um, but the big, the first real big interaction where I think local affiliates are most involved is in the educational system and ensuring that children are given an appropriate education. And you guys are on the early end of this. You're at four and nine months. And really, you'll discover that while the, the public school is, in most cases, it's, it's good. And the, the individual teachers, the special education teachers, phenomenal people. I mean, one, they've gone into education. Two, they've gone into special education. And, and those are people that deserve a special place in heaven as far as I'm concerned. But... The system isn't always um, set up to provide them, the individual teachers, with all of the resources they need, uh, nor is the funding always adequate to provide the service 
kids. I mean, it's, it's always about it's money, not. as I found out, Chip. Please, it's always about money. Right, and and you know the the districts are teaching to that eighty percent, and our kids don't fall in the eighty percent, and so. It's you talked about a squeaky wheel. I mean, education, I think, is where the, the squeakiest wheel um, needs to take place because that's the first that's really the front line for our kids is that they get um, educated appropriately and they they deserve whether it's educational or it's therapeutic, it's occupational therapy or it's physical therapy or whatever it might be, speech therapy. I mean, w we really need to stay on that. And so these local affiliates, and, and my experiences with the Down Syndrome Association here in Cincinnati, really focused on pushing school districts to make our kids get a fair shake. Um, and then as our kids get older, you know, their social issues, you know, how, who are our kids going to be hanging out with and who are their friends? And, you know, our kids want to have a social life as well, and they want to get out of the house and you know, they're, they're teenage, you know, my daughter's a 15 year old girl, you know, she's a teenager first and, you know, down center, maybe third or fourth on the list of things that matter. And so what's her social life going to be like? And then as she gets through high school, uh, post-secondary educational opportunities. I mean, those are more and more important. Our kids are going to, you know, colleges or junior colleges or technical schools. Um, and, uh, and then, after that, living arrangements, they're going to live on their own. So, I mean, that's where these, these local affiliates can really play a big part is advocating on those broader issues so that we as individual parents don't have to fight the fight every single day with our school district, with our health care provider, with, you know, the, the, the bus company, whatever it might be. Um, we're not on our own out there. So Chip, I wanted to I wanted to ask this other question uh, about some of the other affiliate. Not let me see some of the other programs that are not Buddy Walk. I guess they're copies of Buddy Walk or whatever. Here in Richmond, we right. have we have Step Up for Down Syndrome, and I made the mistake of thinking that you know they were the same thing, and obviously I was wrong. <laughs> so apologize for that. But if you could explain the difference, that would that would help out. Well, um, again, there are uh, the Step Up walks are. Um, are, are walks like um, the, the buddy walks that are sponsored by local affiliate organizations and the um, in the in the the local organization decided to to not do a buddy walk for whatever reason it didn't want to have that relationship with NDSS or it just wanted to have more independence I don't know how many years ago, six or seven or eight years ago, some of these step-up walks started to spring up around the country. And so it's, it's much like the buddy walk, but the, uh, there's one no license agreement where um, they raise money again for the cause. And, and in my opinion, um, whatever we can do as individuals or Down syndrome communities to help further the cause of Down syndrome, our, our children and adults with fairness and respect, that's the important thing. And so I, that's, that's really the okay, situation. So, it's so, just, it's, it's another version of a buddy walk and the money is, you know, the local affiliate 
bottom line is it goes to to push the cause. Right. So so here in Richmond, I I, I know now my, my son is four, so I think I've been at maybe three buddy walks, possibly four. Right. Again, I'm calling it a buddy walk because it's almost like uh, what is it? There's like the brand name you might call it, but even if it's not one, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, right. So I, 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 I have a T-shirt. I mean, I have a Buddy Walk T-shirt. So I, I know I, I know at least at one point Richmond had that. And then mm-hmm. sometime in the last two or three years, now we have Step Up. And I suppose that just means that, you know, our organization, you know, is spending that money elsewhere. I'm sure they're not spending it on, you know, fancy cars or anything for themselves. <laughs> I'm sure it's going towards something good. But uh, it does. It seems like it. It's pretty much the same program. It just obviously just it doesn't use your materials, and it does. It doesn't feed you that you know that money as well. Right. And again, I mean, it's um, you know, SS. So I have a focus on that. But ultimately, whatever we as individual communities or organizations do to further the cause is what matters to me. Right. It's all. It's all about the kids in the end. Well, and and it should be, and and um, I, I just that that's as goal um, is to however many Down syndrome organizations there in the country, whether they're local or they're national, that we are all working to promote. Um, generally the same agenda and that is that people with Down syndrome are treated with respect that they are given you know the appropriate opportunities that people recognize that their lives have meaning, and um, that they are you know will benefit community uh, the community at large and so I, I think that you know we're all <laughs> And if 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 we let our own personal agendas of our organizations get in the way of the greater cause, then we're only doing ourselves and our children a disservice because anybody from the outside looking at us and determining whether or not they want to work with us as a cause, if they see dysfunction within the cause, it will give them an easy excuse not to have to work with us or not to have right, to deal to with us. Move on to something else, right. And on this public policy stuff, that's why we are so focused on a couple agenda items that we are all on the same page. We've got other, we've got Autism Speaks, Fragile X, other organizations, and it's it's a united front that nobody can deny. And so that's really ultimately all I care about. I don't care if, if NDSS gets credit for it or another organization, as long as we've taken a step forward as a cause, then I... Absolutely. Hey, uh, Chip, there's one other question I want to ask you. Chip, still with us? Yes. Uh, yeah. Was uh, is, is there anything else going on for uh, National Down Syndrome Awareness Month other than the Buddy Walk? Well, I mean, there are there are lots of buddy walks going on. Um, there are, um, you know, if you if you go on the NDSS website, you'll see, you know, we've got a number of programs that, uh, uh, from a from a marketing standpoint, from a communication standpoint, um, we are we are putting material out, really on a daily basis with respect to uh, Down syndrome. So. Um, 
other than, you know, I'm not sure of other national events that are scheduled this October. Um, I think the bulk of them are the buddy walks, the step up walks and, and the other walks that might be going on around the country. Hey, uh, speaking of your website, I'm, I'm on it right now. It's beautiful. Um, it's always been on my favorites list. Uh, and actually, I think we might have highlighted it in our episode about resources. But I wanted to thank you. You might not know this, but uh, uh, we actually, our podcast, Down Syndrome Radio, got listed under uh, one of your categories under resources for new families. Right. So uh, we're happy about that. Thank you very much. Well, Julie Savalas, who's our uh, um she literally this this new website was just launched uh, a couple weeks ago. It's gorgeous, yeah. And it's 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 phenomenal. I got to tell you, um, we've got a phenomenal staff at, at NDSS. John Coleman is our president, and, and we've got people that are working there. And and I got to give a give a shout out to them because these are these are professionals beyond just the Down syndrome community and they doing other things, working for other companies or entities and probably making more money. And yet they, they have committed themselves to, to NDSS. And, and it, it really is a to, I think the cause, but th- these people, they're special people. Again, I, you know, we're parents, and so you know, we were chosen by God to to be a part of this. And there are others that that choose just because they think it's the right thing to do. And and um, uh, you know, the, the work for NDSS are are really special people. I mean, um, we 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 find that a lot in uh, in hosting people. You know, there's a lot of people with fantastic right. talents. Uh, we just talked to Dana Hale last well, two weeks ago. Uh, you know, she was in law, uh, and then, you know, refocused her fantastic talents. Uh, I'm sure you did the same, you know, uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of that out there and it's definitely, uh, uh, it's been to, to the great benefit of us all. Right. Well, I don't know. It, when, have you had your, uh, San Diego buddy walk yet? Nope. October 20th. Yeah. I think, I think Becky Swatowski, who, who's our, who runs the buddy walks for NDSS, I I thought she was coming out to. I thought she was coming out to um, to San Diego. Let me see if she is. She's on the road. I know that for a number of buddy walks, but I spoke to Julie. So what what uh, happened was you, Jason and I each contacted your organization separately. <laughs> we had right. we had parallel threads going on, and we got a little confused, uh, which you know happens. Uh, so, you know, I, what I thought we'd do is we would focus this on buddy walk and that maybe, uh, in a later episode, I'd have you know, Julie volunteer to be on or, or, uh, had somebody in mind and that we could talk about ND, NDSS in general. Yeah. And, and to them, I mean, they're great. As I said, our, our staff and Julie is, Julie's excellent. I mean, I'm telling you, we've got great people working for us and, uh, we're, you know, it makes my makes my life easy. <laughs> I just have to be chair and deal with it. They do it every day. Hey, uh, um, Jason, you got any questions? Uh, I don't think so. Um, it's just, again, testament to, to all the people that, that are, you know, in this community that, that we still haven't had a, a response of no, we won't be on your podcast. So 
every single person that we've asked has has agreed and come on and been just great to talk to. So it's it's just really great. It's a great community. All right. You got anything else you want to tell us about Chip? We're, we're not we're not leaving. We're just gonna do uh, we're gonna do our story of the week and then we'll do our moments of the week. Well, um, no, I just want to thank you guys for um, for having me on and um, for doing what you're doing. I mean, again, it's um, the, you could just be focused on. Um, on um wait hold on no santa rosa she's going to santa rosa sorry jason (laughs) yep um well she's gonna miss out yeah she's gonna miss out but uh no i just i want to thank you guys for doing this again you 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 don't need to be this active but it makes a difference i mean the more the more we talk about it the more people meet our kids and recognize um and education and employment um, it's it's better for everybody you know we break down that wall you know one little chip at a time well yeah we uh, we, 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 we try to be a resource to, to new parents or, or particularly new dads and you know our thought is that you know we're, we're a little clueless or, or at least I am and that as we kind of talk to people and learn more about it, we would just have a recorded conversation so that, uh, you know, other people could learn, like, uh, along with us as they listen. Right. Well, it's, it's as you guys, uh, visual experiences were, but, uh, you know, one, there's no playbook for being a parent, and, and you throw in having a center. I mean, it's like you're reading it in a different language, upside down, underwater you know going 80 miles an hour i mean it's just a completely different dynamic and the more that we can support each other we were we were fortunate and um we had a unique set of uh, a situation here where we had pre-existing friends close friends that ended up having children with down syndrome um front of us and it was really hard because we knew them pretty well and and you know there was a there was a girl that's six months older than my daughter and there was a boy that that was you know nine months like 12 months older than her and then there was another girl that was five years older than him and and so we had you know we had this mini roadmap in front of us we had close friends that um, that had children with Down syndrome, and and we could look out six months and see what our daughter might look like in six months and be like, and then we could look out a year and six months, and then and then five years, and it seemed that you know they were handling it, so it seemed that we could handle it as well, and it was funny. We um, the moms um, used each. And um, they could talk to each other without um, worrying about what somebody might think about them if they had a problem or they were venting or, or I mean, I'm sure you know what it's like. I mean, you, you, you have to be careful sometimes about how you react or what you say because people might judge you, oh, he can't handle it or they're, you know, they're falling apart, whatever it might be. And so these 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 four women would would interact regularly to talk about 
you know, just any issue that might come up. And one of the dads gave them the name, the mother of down squad, the mod squad. So, <laughs> you know, we, we have this mod squad and, and again, Anne's the youngest at, at 15 and we're still friends and we do stuff with them socially with the parents. We do stuff socially with, with the, our, you know, our four children with down syndrome or all of our kids. And, you know, we have these mod squad dinners still 15 years later and uh, it's been a godsend in terms of just, um, you know, really, you know, it, a back and forth. And yeah, and I, I think if you don't if you don't have that by luck, then you know it, that's what's so important about you know going to your being a part of your local affiliate and uh, and going to the buddy walk. Absolutely, I mean you, it's a shared community, and and you know are now three of the four kids. Um, are they're at the same high school together and my daughter is it's two boys and, and my daughter and can't stay because boys will be fighting for her hand to take her to the dances because they've literally they've grown up together nice and you can joke with the two boys you know all right which one of you guys is going to get the better job or whatever <laughs> keep them motivated but in any event, you're right. I mean, to, to sort of tie it back to your local organization, that is really, um, you know, just having somebody that's been through it that you can talk to. That's a big part of these local affiliates. And just, you know, it's a lifeline if you need it. It's a, it's a, it's a shoulder if you need it. It's somebody who's been there, done that if you need it. It's somebody who's fought the fight in health care. And so, you know, any new parent, I would urge them to reach out to the local affiliate as soon as they can, and they'll find a friend. They will always find a friend, and that's that's so important. Yeah. No, it's awesome. All right. So, you were right. This went by very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. Um, so, I have a confession to make for the uh, um, uh, amazing story of the week. I have uh, Rick's email with his attachment, but I'm having a technical difficulty. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just clip it in in post-production. I make myself sound like some sort of producer, but... All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the interruption. This is Mark in the post-production phase, inserting Rick's Amazing Story of the Week. Here it goes without further commercial interruption. Hi, this is Rick Kozmalski with the Story of the Week. This comes to us from the Sun Sentinel, entitled, Grandmother Walks to Raise Money for Down Syndrome Research. She cried when she first heard about it, but the extra chromosome in her fourth grandchild's DNA put this grandmother on a fast track to a place she hadn't fathomed. She stayed at her newborn granddaughter's bedside as she endured multiple open-heart surgeries, a feeding tube insertion, and other surgeries that are often a part of a Down syndrome diagnosis. Now, looking to raise money for the Down syndrome cause, she's doing the most symbolic thing she can think of. Walking 1,000 miles, the distance between her home in Florida and her son's home in Baltimore. Every day for four hours, she walks around her neighborhood, logging the miles. She's been doing it for 80 days and expects to last 10 more days until she reaches her goal of 1,000 miles. Uh, she also expects to raise around $2,000 to go towards Down Syndrome Resource Organizations. And uh, she's hoping that this is going to help 
Uh, children with Down syndrome with low muscle tone, heart defects, digestive issues, and delayed learning, uh, and also provide more research and the best way to help them hit their potential. It's an amazing story between a grandmother and her grandchildren, and that is our feel-good story of the week for this week. I am Rick Kozmalski, uh, downright awesome dad, and glad to be a part of this podcast. Thanks, guys. All right, now back to your regularly scheduled program. You know, uh, I have the capability of doing that, but I can't. I can't play it right now because I'm I'm having a problem. Um, but I wanted to talk about our our friend Rick real quickly. He just had his uh, baby boy. Did you Did you get the name, um, Jason? Oh, uh, just hold on one sec. I I wanted to I comment. I don't want. I don't want to guess. And I commented on his Facebook posting that his wife looked fantastic in this picture with this like whatever one hour old child. She looked like she just got out of the salon. <laughs> I made some kind of sarcastic comment or whatever about uh, he must have got her a makeover as a gift. A lot of brownie points in that. Um, but anyway, he has beautiful family. Rick is kind of our, our friend of the program. He's on frequently, and he provides us with his, uh, with his amazing story of the week. Uh, sometimes he does it live. Sometimes he mails it in. Uh, so he mailed me one, and it's my fault. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clip it right in. Normally we, we can listen <laughs> to it live and then comment on it as it's going on, but I can't do that today. All right. Rick's son's name is Logan. Logan. I think it was an yes. L. And he's a big boy at nine pounds, six ounces. Wow. All right. And his wife's name was Amy. Is that right? I believe that's correct. All yes. Right. Rick Amy. and Amy, congratulations and great work. All and right. big sister Kayla. Right. Big sister Kayla. She's going to be loving that live doll to play with. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that brings us to a moment of the week then. So uh, I don't know if I, I kind of warned you about that a little bit, uh, uh, Chip. But uh, to give it, you know, take a moment to think about what your what your moment is, and, and maybe Jason and I'll go first, so you get a feel for the uh, kind of thing that we talk about. What, what do you say, Jason? You got you said you got a million of them. I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, you know, just go on vacation, and and moments just happen all the time. You spend so much time with your family, and uh, it was great. Um. I'm trying to pick one, but um, the one that that stands. I have to. I guess I have to lead with that. Dexter um, future. So Colette's birthday was last Sunday, I believe, and um, Dexter has started to say "Mama." Awesome. Which, which has which was very long time coming. Waiting patiently most of the time for, for the mama to come and just um i don't know maybe maybe wednesday or thursday of this week he he started belting it out and and now it's you know it's like a uh, second nature but uh it certainly was a was a long time coming for the mama so uh colette was very that's got to be her moment of the week so i'll i'll say that for her Colette's moment of the week. Mama, you realize that, you know, when, when we're hanging around, we're chopped liver, you know, because when, when Kim leaves, Luke goes nuts. And I have to put crying crying kid in the uh, thing. like, Mom, Mom, Mom. <laughs> no, just Daddy. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, so try not to feel bad. So I – the thing – the one that I'll remember probably the most is – um. I th- one of the days during the week, my mom and dad decided to go play golf. So my brother and uh, Colette and I packed up the kids in the kayaks 
and uh, decided to to go paddle out down the lake somewhere and have a picnic. And um, so Dexter is, you know, 18 months, and, and this year we've, we took him on the kayak quite a bit, and I was a little bit nervous at first, but he wound up loving it, and was it was great. And so, so this was going to be a, a, a longer trip, and um, we paddled out for a while, and, and uh, then I realized that he was just kind of sitting there leaning over the front of the uh or just kind of le- resting his head on the front of the kayak and he had fallen asleep he, it was about nap time <laughs> and so i just kind of scooched his legs up under and then laid his head down in the in the um hole area so he was just laying down in the bottom of the kayak taking a nap while i paddled around trying not to drip some water on his head and and uh he took a good hour nap while we were paddling down the lake to to our picnic spot. Sweet. And so it's, it took a good. I have to post a couple of the pictures because we got a good couple of good pictures of him just passed out in the in the hole of the kayak while we're paddling around. So kayaks work just like minivans then for putting kids to sleep. I guess so. Yeah, nice you know wavy motion and um, kind of soothing sounds. Yeah, I like to sleep while somebody else paddles. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, he he was he was much easier to part much easier partner than Eloise, who liked to stick her hands in the water and you know do all kinds of stuff and rock the boat and she was not easy to paddle with. All right, man. Yeah. Awesome. I I definitely learned the sign for boat. <laughs> we saw a lot of them and and the first trip out with dexter I, I i didn't know what it was and he just kept going brr, he was doing like he makes his like car sound like a broom broom you know and i was like oh it's because we went we went under a bridge we paddled under a bridge and so there were cars going over and um you know he was totally psyched about that and and then we saw the boats and he was just doing the car sound sign and i just I was like, no, it's not a car. It's kind of like a car. But so then I immediately got back and and looked up the sign for boat because I had no idea what it was. And, and of course, and that's what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, for the boats. Way smarter than you, he is definitely. He, he loved it. So yeah, vacation is awesome. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. Living high. Yeah, it was a good time. You got talking going on. You got sign language. You got good sleeping. Yeah. Oh, and I, I guess I have to say, pottying like crazy on the potty. So it was really it went a whole day without a dirty diaper. So not at not at night, but a whole daytime day. Right. Right. Yeah. While we were on vacation, I mean, we, you know, we were keeping an eye out for it, and Dude, you know, that is it. fantastic. So it was, yeah, it was really good. Really good. You're saving the environment right there. I know. He even went. Um, in the airport bathroom one time with with Colette, not with me. I tried to take him. This have last you done time it where there's, there. where there's where, 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 where there's not a urinal high enough, so you have to hold him up in the air to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they have family bathrooms now, which are which are nice, very convenient. I've done that with Luke. He can totally do that. I mean, if somebody was suspending me by my arms, I, I don't think I would be able to go. <laughs> but uh, he doesn't seem to have any problem with it. Uh, Okay, so um, mine is, uh, uh, we had a, uh, a gala at our um, uh, Down Syndrome Association of Greater Richmond. I wasn't able to go because um, 
I was at Indian Princesses with my daughter. Uh, my wife went stag, and uh, she was, you know, kind of bell the ball, bouncing around. She bid on the um, the big prize that she won, that she bid on in the silent auction, was one hour with any of the uh, heavy equipment that they have at this James River equipment. So she gets to drive a backhoe. <laughs> And a bulldozer and stuff like that, but uh, besides that, you know, uh, um, they unveiled the these new pictures that they were going to put up in the offices there, and one of them was of my son Luke. Uh, and it's a full size picture; it's probably three feet high. The picture he's standing in the picture is almost as tall as he is, so it's pretty much almost full size. Beautiful picture of him. So that was exciting that he was the um, um, one of the pictures chosen to be in the wall. I think there might have been. I don't know, a dozen or so selected. Uh, so we were excited about that. But then my wife, Kim, also got the Volunteer of the Year Award for that. And I wasn't there to see her. But, uh, um, you know, they started talking about some work. And Kim was chatting away with somebody else. And the person she was talking to was like, hey, Kim, you might want to listen to this. And she's like, she's talking about the work that I'm working on. <laughs> and she got <laughs> called up to the front and given this award. So so go, Kim. Go, Luke. And, uh, and I missed the whole thing because I was camping. So, oh, well. As dad's as dad's Sounds like she deserves it once. from what huh? here. Sounds like she deserves it from what I hear. Yeah, she's uh she's pretty busy. She does uh she does good work. Um so there you go. So what do you got, uh Chip? You got something along those lines? Well um, some sort of high school musical thing that uh Anna's into? <laughs> oh yeah, she loves Justin Bieber. Oh geez. Yes. Oh man. Um a lot of Justin Bieber being played in our house these days. Yeah. But uh, my wife was on a trip. Uh, she left early Wednesday morning. So I typically take Ann out to the bus stop in the morning, and her bus comes at like 6.37 a.m. to pick her up. And wow. um, she doesn't like getting up in the morning, and so I get her up in the morning, both get her ready, but I take her out to the bus and – I had the opportunity um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday afternoons to be here when she got off the bus. And um, there is, um, there's something that's really cool when, you're, when your daughter gets off the bus and she sees you from across the street and screams your name and comes over and gives you a big hug and it just sort of makes you, makes you understand that all is right in the world. So I got it makes three, you feel like a rock star. three straight days of great after-school hugs from my daughter, and everything else really wasn't that important at that point. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it does. They the make best. you feel like a rock star. Yes. Justin Bieber's got nothing on you, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> moving up on the charts and her number one, her number one guy. Oh, he's like a summer <laughs> boyfriend, and you're like a long-term. <laughs> she'll, she'll always be daddy's girl. Favorite pair of old slippers. That's like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Well, I think we might be ready to wrap up. You got anything you want to tell us about, Chip, before we sign off here? No. Keep up the good work. Thank you for uh, including me. And if there's anything else you need from me, don't hesitate to ask. You bet. It's been a pleasure. I'm a, I got a <laughs> secret request I'm going to ask you after we get off the, off the thing as well. All right. Uh, for a secret project I'm working on. All right, so All I right. can't hang up yet. All right, I'll don't don't hang up just yet. And that, uh, um, Jason, you got anything you want to going on? Infantino, everybody plays. 
And for Dino, everybody plays. Yeah, the, the amazing Kelly Hampton will be in San Diego um, in two weeks, I think. Two-ish weeks. I should buy my tickets now, then. Just come on out. It's going to be a blast. Um, yeah, no, that's that's coming up. October is just going to be insane with the Buddy Walk and everybody plays and um, getting back to work from vacation. And uh, it's just going to be... It's going to be a madness, but fun madness. <laughs> I was able to get Rick's attachment to open on my phone, and, and it, I had set it to download, and it was sitting over there for the last 10 minutes, and it finally just it finally just went off. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, okay, so everybody plays, and uh, um, uh, the amazing Kelly Hampton coming in October. Yep. All right, well, you have to tell us all about it. Well, maybe maybe we'll hear about it. Uh, I wasn't gonna let, I wasn't gonna make any promises without your permission, there, friend. Don't worry. Only twelve or so people will hear that. So. <laughs> no, it's more than that. It's cranking up, man. Okay, good. Oh, well, right. one other thing I wanted to mention was that great comment we got on the Facebook page. It was similar to the one we got from that guy Andy in the UK. Yes. Are you gonna ask me to find it? No, I guess not. But okay. uh, it was it was somebody else, and instead of doing a comment on the on the website, she did it on the Facebook page. But uh, it was just a nice comment. I wish we had her name though. But uh, say hey, you know, uh, it's just good feedback. Say thanks for doing this, and uh, it really helped. And I think we were talking about something that was important to her or something. I can't remember, but I love to get that kind of stuff. I got it. Her name is Lisa Houston. Lisa, damn, you're good at this, Jason. You're all over it. Hey, I I got it open right here. <laughs> thought it might be might be handy at some point. All right. Well, uh, you know, we are the downright awesome. Oh no, I have one thing I want to plug my uh, my other podcast, uh, Engineering Fatherhood. Uh, myself and my older and y- um, and younger brothers uh, get together, talk about being a parents, being nerds, and uh, all that kind of stuff. A little bit of humor, a little bit of advice, probably more humor. Uh, and that's engineeringfatherhood.wordpress.com or engineeringfatherhood on iTunes. So there you go. Um, we are the Downright Awesome Dads, and uh, we thank you for listening. And this is uh, the end of episode 12, man. A dozen episodes went by fast. Did. Uh, got a special song all queued up here for the end. It's our marching song. It's your marching song. Here we go. This is something to do your walk to, man. This This is the band that will be leading us in the Buddy Walk here in San Diego. And they just made another buck from me. Tell them I said you're welcome. I love this guy. Getting ideas, Chip. We're gonna get a band like this for Cincinnati. I like this.
small, you guys are saying you got like 100 people on your teams. We usually have like maybe 10 or 12. I have to start recruiting. Make it a party, offer food and beer, that's what we did. There you go. Free, free piece and beer. No, I don't think you're going to go. Our team name is Luke's Mixed Nuts. We decided not to be alliterative. you do have a great buddy walk all right thanks guys i appreciate it thank you chip good week jason